Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey. Good morning. It's well into the afternoon for both Well of us. in. Well, not for you. For me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're here. About to have a good little time. And then we're going to be on our way. Okay. <laughs> not you already <laughs> fantasizing about it being over. I've been making um I've been making like Indian style chai tea, like Indian cha. I don't have all the proper ingredients because you're supposed to use cardamom pods, but like you know how I feel about running errands. I was not gonna go to the Indian market. And it's I'm still trying to unlearn this, but it's in Mississippi. It's literally three feet into Mississippi and it's made my my throat a little tight. Um But yeah, you put like the I open up the Lipton tea bags, you boil that with cinnamon and cardamom and boil it up and you add your little i use oat milk and you sugar and you boil it again and you strain it y'all and that's what i'm thinking about after this so let's get on with it <laughs> get a little okay. cinnamon sticks go to the asian market field cinnamon sticks by the way i got them i got a big old packet of for like two dollars yeah something way cheaper like white pepper White pepper is so cheap if you go to the Asian market. If you go to the grocery store, it was like $16 for Y'all, a thing. they are losing it. For a, a pack of, of white pepper. What does white pepper taste like? Not much, you know, but it does, like, you use it in, I know, in, like, Thai food. Yeah, they but do. But, like, I tried, I remember trying it on its own. It wasn't, it didn't have, like, a very, like, like, oh my, like you know, distinct taste. Like, mm-hmm. I could think, like, oh, I taste the white pepper in this. But I think it's just one of those things. Because mm-hmm. oyster sauce, like, Oyster sauce does have a taste, but when you put it in, it don't like the taste that it gives. It's like not what it tastes like right out of the bottle. And the same thing with fish sauce, because fish sauce smells disgusting. But for whatever reason, it don't taste disgusting. So I heard it was saucy. I have a vegan fish sauce, but it don't really. I I couldn't even taste it by itself, and it was sucked because I used it in something that was so good. I passed some. I made what did I make? Pat Wilson, I think I made. Oh, the yeah. thick noodles with the what? The thick noodles? No, it's the opposite. It's the little the, the rice noodles. Oh, I think about Pat New Sun. Oh, that's the thick one, right? Oh. Or Patsy you Patsy you No Patsy you No Patsy Dang, you, um, One thing about that. Patsy yeah. you is a Patsy mouth. Listen, don't listen. Oh yeah, but Pabun Sin is like it's like the tiny rice noodles, and I was like, I'm gonna mm. try making this one. It was very good, but I shouldn't have smelled the fish sauce because it, I, it put me, it threw me off. What it smell like? It smell like nori. You know how it smell like nori? It don't smell like nori. It smell funky. Oh, see, I've never, I've yeah. never smelled fish sauce. I have, like I said, I have the vegan one, but I honestly use it for optics because I'm supposed to be recreating something. I feel like it's unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm looking forward to trying? That um, what's that country called? Cambodian curry. I got a ten. I got a ten of the, their curry paste. Hmm. When you when I'm about to dilute that with some, it's like it looked like Thai curry paste. I, I want to. I said I was gonna research that relationship because they there's also like a Cambodian a Cambodian pho like and they're similar in preparation. So I'm curious about that. But I got a, a ten a day chili paste. The last time I went to the um Asian market and when I put some coconut milk in that joint and I put some other stuff some sesame oil some uh, like you put it over rice with some with them fried tofu puffs like i know people don't like tofu but the puffs i'll make that tonight but i got other plans i'm making fun i was gonna say where i wonder where 
I don't know exactly where Cambodia is in relation to Thailand and then Viet- Vietnam. Because Pho is Vietnamese, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Did I say Thai? My bad. But um, wasn't it? The first thing you said was Thai. Yeah, I, I misspoke. Pho is from uh, Vietnam. And I watched this. I follow this Cambodian girl on TikTok. And she makes, um, she made one. I was like, what is that relationship between Vietnam, Vietnam and Cambodia. Oh, they they right up next. Oh, it's Cambodia's right in between them. There I just looked go. it up. It's a little it's a little sandwich. There you go. There Thailand, go. Cambodia, Vietnam. Um, how do you, yeah? I'm gonna read into some Asian history because how trying to get all this? <laughs> what what happened? <laughs> they had made way more than that. Like this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, they had they had way more than that. To everybody else, like, dang, can somebody have something? You watch the map, like, over time, it got smaller. They had way more space than that. And you know, speaking of India, the reason why they even have that that chai, that Indian chai, is because of the British. And it's like, of course. Because they just got up out from under them. Like, very recently. Yeah, I want to read about that, too. I'm just like, I can't, all y'all... And also, did you know the Taj Mahal used to have rubies embedded in it? And when the British occupied, they took them out. Y'all are in the depths of hell, like the lowest part. There's no way. That's That's crazy. crazy. A sacred place like that? That is crazy. Wow. I said I'm going to read about it. I think. I don't know if they were restored or they the British returned them back and they glued them back on. I don't know that. <laughs> Sorry, that was. <laughs> but I do know when they first occupied, they took them out. Wow. Y'all, they listen. The rooms the devil has you all in. Ain't no way. Probably was waiting for y'all to get there, admiring your work. <laughs> right. Father God. Well, there was a there's a line in the nanny where. It, she, Fran was trying to like uh, she got into some type of trouble of course and she was trying to guilt Mr. Sheffield and he was like guilt doesn't work on the British and I was like we know uh, right <laughs> <laughs> we are aware I am speaking to you in English we know yeah <laughs> yeah I remember yeah there was something I th- it was a family member or something that was um I-, I forgot man I can't remember but it was something about like colonization they was like well I mean we from here and, da, 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 and how we even know that such and such happened I'm like we're speaking English right now <laughs> I should tell you everything like, we need to know <laughs> that's that's everything do you think that's, that's where I was supposed to go <laughs> right you think we supposed to be speaking the same language Hundreds, thousands of millions of language on the great continent of Africa, and we speak in English. Like, be for real. <laughs> this one girl was like on TikTok. She was like, "What?" Well, it was like one of the diaspora wars things, and she was like, "This whole we can all squash this diaspora war thing on a simple fact that you and me are speaking English to each other on a Chinese app." And I was like, "This is crazy." What a life. <laughs> yeah. Cause 
y'all be mad at the wrong people so literally like it's not really adding up um there was something else i was gonna say but i forgot so i guess i'll move on i hate when that happens but oh well um okay for the news this week just wanted to i think we talked about this a couple weeks ago but um the common application for summer festivals um that the national instrumentalist mentoring and advancement network um put together which that's that seems like because yeah everybody asking for something slightly different that's open it's unaccepted i'll put the link in the description so you can learn about um how to get there and also tomorrow if you're listening to this on monday tomorrow tuesday december 6th at 7 30 eastern they're gonna be hosting a virtual fair um with all the partner um summer festivals that are in um on the common app um they're gonna be talking about their programs um and also you can find out which program is the best match for you so they're gonna be going through all of that um and it's very i was supposed to say it's very free it's just free (laughs) oh it's free yeah it's free so if you have students y'all should be y'all can uh direct them over that way and there is an online registration so i'll put the link in the description of the episode but yeah that's tomorrow if you're listening to this on monday tomorrow tuesday december 6th at 7 30 eastern so period that's fantastic um what else i literally had it put up oh something interesting this is something that's been happening um uh, more because i know apple is also doing this we talked about but universal music group um just launched its own streaming streaming service for classical music um with its um classical label deutsche gramophone that's they own umg owns them um so that's if you didn't know apparently the the oldest uh rec- classical record label um so they just launched their high res classical music streaming service called stage plus i feel like we got an email about this we definitely got one there's another streaming service for like just the arts and they have like ballets operas like symphony, like just all of that type of mm-hmm. stuff um that's different we talk about stage plus um which is apparently for them the latest milestone of classical music's digital development as you know there are some problems with classical music in terms of like streaming and stuff which is why classical music um has had its own streaming services because like say you on you listen to something and they think it's a different recording but it's the same piece just a different person's like that mm-hmm. happens all the time so mm-hmm. um that's why they had what was it prime phonic prime phonic and then apple bought them and then apple is now working on their new one i forget what it's called or if they even uh announced it announced the name of it because it's definitely not out yet um so this is kind of cropping up i wonder what the demand is for like all of these because like you know how there's a bunch of like streaming services online but they all have like different stuff but like for music especially since most people are gonna either have one of the major ones like what is kind of the demand for a classical music streaming service i know there is a demand for that but like how many of them are they really gonna be you know yeah um okay i'm starting to put classical music podcast hey y'all y'all should start doing right that. um 
so they have a website i'll link it in the description a subscription for the service would cost 1490 euros per month euros oh that's the same thing never mind forgot um or 149 (laughs) euros per year um so yeah apparently classical music has been uh rising in popularity amongst young listeners um so why we won't be talking about that okay and it's also i was saying it i feel like classical music is having a moment which because like in popular media which is relevant mm-hmm. for this episode um but yeah we are gonna link that in the description if you want to be on sp- stage plus um and have your your classical music optimized for streaming then i'll link that in the description um what else let's see it also oh um an important part of it is also is able to have like new performances every week like from like actual you know concert halls and stuff like that so it's not just gonna be albums and stuff so if you want to hear um live and on demand uh things there's gonna be um some of that on the app as well and then last but not least Catherine, have anything you want to share with the class? Classical music related? Let's developments. see. Developments. Mm-hmm. Career. Classical music. The ISBM. Oh, it's not classical music. Mm, oh, you're getting colder. <laughs> I have a children's book coming out. Oh! Okay, I'm very excited about it. It's been a long time coming. It's called Kiana Goes to the Symphony. And it's talking about a little black girl named Kiana and this magical clarinet. And they're trying to find some missing instruments before the concert starts. So that'll be a cute little idea. I'm working with the illustrator that I found. And it came out real, real cute. And yeah, right now I'm uh, doing a, a crowdfunding campaign. So... Uh, to raise money for it and you can see the little cute little uh, what's it called teaser pictures Carmen really went out like I did not know what I thought what the book was going to look like but mm-hmm. when I saw that clarinet floating and like Kiana with her little puff I was like this is crazy like people are so talented um, so I'm really excited about it so I hope you can support and if not support then share mm-hmm. so the yeah. link the link for that is also in the description um, when is it, do you know when it's going to be out I'm aiming for um, summer 2023. It was supposed to be like April, but I've never done like something like this before. And I actually, funny enough, like this lady that I know hit me up like that I'm in Memphis. She was like, girl, let me help you with this because she was like, do you have a plan? And I was like, I've never done a book before. Give me all the advice you have. Because even finding the illustrator, it's like, are people's commissions open? Are they, it's like, that was a whole thing. And yeah, I'm excited for Eastman sponsored the Paul Rudy uh, Center for Music Innovation. Uh, it's sponsored in part by that, so they got it off the ground. But we got to finish it. So really looking forward to that. Period coming to the New York Times bestseller list soon. Girl, as cute as that would be, we got to be for real. Like, and are they have a children's book list? They do, but it's like let me stop exactly that would be cute though she's cute it's very possible 
And I think it's Devon because Kiana ended up having blue and gold clothing, which I did not think she was going to have. That's not the design. That's not the description I gave the artist. And so I just feel like blue and gold is my sorority's colors. Um, So I was like, oh, look at this. And Shelby wear her little hair bubbles. It's cute. It's real cute. I'm excited. Period. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Great. Let's move on to the intermission. So if you have missed this conversation, I envy you. So I feel like at least every quarterly, let's say quarterly, maybe three times a year, people start getting on the internet and lying about, well, I don't know, but they start talking about like their hygiene habits. Now, normally it's okay. You Okay. It's always against our will. And it's usually with people um, bragging about how little they shower. Um, but this, in a weird twist of fate, this last wave we had um, was about people bragging about how clean they are. And I feel like if you had to say that on the internet, I think you're lying. But it was so widespread that they coined a term for it which is which they called performative cleanliness and i'm not going to get into the weeds of this because it's some of it is is crazy but it's stuff like oh y'all don't shower uh y'all don't shower three times a day why are you showering three times a day i was sorry if i i was like i don't see the okay it's stuff like that um people claiming uh all type of stuff like I'm not going to say that one, actually, because that's very inappropriate. We're going to keep it. No, keep it cute. that one you told me before? Yeah, we're going to keep yeah, that one. Well, let's, well, let's hear it. You said what? So let's hear it. <laughs> anyway, yes. but it's just like people just... We need CBP after dark. Literally. And some stuff, like I will say, I, I feel like everybody has their thing, right? So sometimes you could just tell people are lying. You don't shower five times a day. And if you do, you're wasting water. You don't pay for your own water. Or you're not showering for real. You're just getting up and standing in front of the water. I don't know what you're doing. It's also like, who? what are you trying to prove to yourself? It's just weird to me. But I do have little things that my friends make fun of me for. Like, for example, I refuse to, like, I don't like wearing outside clothes in the house unless I'm going back outside. Outside clothes, I'm in the house? in my bed. You get naked outside your door? <laughs> okay. But when I come in, like, normally when I come in, I change my clothes right away. I get, I get not on the bed outside clothes. Yeah, bed. like, that's what I hated about college when people come to your room and they sit on your bed because where else you finna sit mm-hmm. and it's like well you had up and down your room I didn't really have nobody in my room like that I mean your friends came over like my who okay <laughs> there'll be people in the room and they come and sit in your bed because who, where else they finna sit you only got a you only got one chair that's where you mm-hmm. sit in and it's like well, I that always yeah. it's just I don't know and then especially like I think I really became like that over time because in college is when you really saw like when you walk into a classroom there's a booty streak on the chair and you have what? no other you know what, like what, when it, whoa 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 because <laughs> <laughs> you said that like that was like a like a universal college experience that people was having you ain't never it's it's summertime about to be summertime you ain't never walked in and seen booty sweat on the, on the seat you ain't never seen that I thought you said a booty, like a street, like that's crazy. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> okay, that nah. And also, the you know how I know y'all are lying about showering five times a day. I smell y'all every year. March, April, Eastman smells like a farm. Okay, 
Wilbur, Charlotte, okay. and Old McDonald. Stop. All <laughs> the, like, it's crazy. So I know y'all are lying. So I told Delaney, I want to know, like, I want to know some of the things in classical music that people love to brag about, but they be lying about. Just because it sounds good, like, classical music is the backdrop, the support, the main character is elitism. So it's like people love to say stuff that make it sound make it sound like you got yourself together, make it sound you sound good, you sound whatever. So I want to know like what are some of your ones like performative elitism in classical music that you've heard people say stuff that gets in your nerves. Yeah. Um one of them um, is that's not even that hard. Or like that's I hate easy. That. I hate that for for multiple reasons. First of all, you don't know what's hard for me and what's not. Second of all, everything is hard. Third of all, like everything is hard. What like what did you gain from that? First of all, people, we sitting here right in the same place, so you know whatever. But I feel like people like say you say like an excerpt is hard. They're like really like that's not even really that you know whatever. It's just like girl, it's an yes excerpt. It it's an, it's an excerpt for a reason. Like like y'all. What what do you gain from me thinking that you can play something easily? You don't gain a job from it. So like <laughs> And also like I I like to lie to myself and be like, Oh girl, like you got this excerpt, like whatever da, da, da. But it's that's for me. That's to make myself take a list that's eleven excerpts down to three so I can focus on like what I'm working on. But <clears throat> I've had I've had quote unquote safety excerpts embarrass me in my last audition. I was like, What happened? Tink? There's literally nothing that's easy. There's nothing. And if it's yeah. easy, you probably playing it poorly. Yeah, go from one, go from, have you have you had to play one note, shift to a different position, play the same note, and have to match exactly? You know how hard that is to do yeah. at my big age? Everything got to be in tune. And if it's in tune the first time, is it consistent? That's another thing. Like, like yeah, know. you play F, but this F was two cents, two cents higher than the last F. Now, what's so easy about that? Oh, what's, what's a little two cents for dude? Come on. <sighs> when, when, the, when the pan, when the committee, they got a lot to say about that. And also, Mr. Taylor literally ruined my entire life with that. I I used to be like, well, we in the ballpark. And he was like, almost in tune, not in tune. And I haven't forgiven him since. That was 2017. I think about it every time. I, listen, I should be like, you know what? Let me move on. I hear that. I'm like, okay, let me go back and fix it. Because it's like, what the, what the committee going to care that that I, I'm, in, I'm in the area of A-flat? I think I'll be like, thank you. Not even let me finish the list. Dang. Yeah, I just think, and I just think it's rude. Like, you see somebody struggling with something, and y'all see your thing. Yeah, it's, mm. it's not even knowing, knowing doggone well you was in a practice room crying over that same excerpt. Like, what's the Why? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. One of mine is, um, okay, there are so many because musicians are kind of annoying. But one of mine is like people bragging about like how often they get their bows rehaired. Now, Delaney and I had a lengthy conversation about this before, so I will say this might not include bass players. But the whole quarterly bow rehair thing, I think it's cute in theory. I used to be brainwashed into that until you have to start paying for it for real. Not with the monopoly money we was getting from refund checks, but it's like when you like you got real bills. I'm not getting my bow rehaired several times a year. Like I, you know, once. So one i mean you know i I got my bow hair every year in college that's where we are now 
I mean, yeah. I'm overdue, actually. That's not 100% my fault. I, it is my fault because it's literally my instrument. But, like, in the sense that, like, I have to go to Nashville to do that. And the last time I went to Nashville, I wanted to come back home. So. <laughs> That's my. Um, are you doing? I don't know what your other one is. Oh, you don't have another one? I feel like I had something, but then I lost it. Dang. Maybe I'll remember it. I'll say another one. My other one is like, you know how like, it's mainly around, I just happen that often because I'm literally around like full adults, full professional musicians. But it used to be like, people love to like rattle off like, like the, the people they know in classical music who like, are like influential or whatever. So they'll be like, oh yeah, you know, I took a master class with Hillary Hahn. I'm like, does she even teach master classes? Like are you are you lying or are you? I have or a funny like, story about that. What? Or, the, or they'll be like, oh well, you know, I worked with so and so here, and it's like, oh well, you know, I babysitted his dog, like we're real close, and it's like, you like that kind of like weird like proximity bragging is I don't I don't like that I don't like that at all. I was at, in when I was in high school. Hillary Hahn came to do master class um, at my youth orchestra, and someone was not playing in the master class, which I think he wanted to. Tell me why he asked her a question. He brought out his violin. It started playing. They had to tell him, like they had to like get him because he kept playing, like and was like asking her questions <laughs> while somebody else was on the stage. I was like, that is so ridiculous. That is crazy. I don't know what to say. <laughs> that is so embarrassing. That is so embarrassing. Why would you ever in your Why life would you do something do like that? You unpack oh your violin. God. You play and like she trying to get back to whatever and people <gasps> tapping you on the shoulder. You need to stop. Like you need to stop. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what uh, happened to them? They still play? Not now, no. I want that for what? <laughs> well, listen, maybe, maybe if you had been in, in in a master class, you'd kept going. I don't know. I'm speechless. <laughs> but you know what? I'm being messy. I'm not gonna say this, but he does have a piece of classical music of the of being a classical music with him. I'll explain you tell you later. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> And that's and that's sad. That's a shame. That's a shame. <laughs> am, am I right? You know I'm right. I'm right. It's about that. The thing we always be talking about. I think so. I think yeah, you're right. I think, yeah. I sent you a text. Um See. <laughs> <laughs> I be feeling bad for people listening to the show. I'm sorry, like it's not like just DM us if you want to know or something. And depending on who you are, we might tell you. Because it's just that we can't put it on the internet. That's the thing. You catch us in person, we might we might clarify some of these things. It's honest. It's very case specific. You know? I'm freaking <laughs> sick that that's that I was right about that. That is pathetic. And you got that's it so quick. I did not. I was not expecting. I got it right away. You got a piece of classical music. I was like, of course he does. 
Oh my god. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. What? That is so on brand. What a life. Wow. <sighs> anyway. Um. <laughs> oh, another one I was gonna say was like like, oh, I didn't want that such and such anyway. Yeah, you it's did, like Dookie. that's why you applied. I, I, like it's okay to be hurt and it's okay mm-hmm. to say it, it's even okay to say it wasn't for me like mm-hmm. if i didn't get it, it's not for me whatever but like especially when someone else gets in and you try to downplay it like oh i didn't even want that well you didn't have a chance to want it wouldn't matter whether you wanted it or not uh-uh. in the end it would have been the same result <laughs> so okay like i just feel like especially when you be downplaying other stuff like yeah. other people's stuff like okay they clearly wanted it and they got it so yeah people who die i mean i haven't i haven't really been around people like that in a while who downplay other people's accomplishments because like but luckily we don't really hang out with that yeah because yeah so let's move on before it gets messy because i just felt the energy well then also the the um of course, the most obvious one: people lying about how much they practice. How do we forget that one? That's why I was trying to ask. That's why I, was, I could. I didn't want to say because I didn't know if that was the second one. But, oh, I completely forgot about that one. Oh, yeah, but that's like people. Oh, I practice nine hours a day. You did? It's like okay, girl. First of all, I don't. I have a. I have a my days for my. I have no reason to lie about practicing, so I, I'm I'm very honest. But people don't like. It just depends who I'm talking to. But um, cause some people don't want to hear the truth. I'm like, it depends every day. I don't practice six hours a day. Why would I like? I have to pay my bills. <laughs> and it's I like also to- you play, so like you have to calibrate. Like if you're playing yeah. a lot today, you might practice less. You know. And I'm getting old. All. I can't believe it, Delaney. Okay. I this is crazy. So. Listen, I'm not a warm up theorist. I'm I'm really not. Like I feel like I'll I will piss some people off. If I gotta get down into it, I gotta get we started with Diwanis, we'll be starting with today. That's what I got time for. You know, that's crazy. Starting with Diwanis asinine. But like sometimes I just don't I might do me a little stridiac, I might do me a little scale, but if I don't got time, we just write to it, straight to it. I'll use Bach as a warm up. Delaney, the other day I started with Mozart thirty five. How 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 you know my hands felt like play-doh the rest of the day i I gotta be honest i can't believe that i can't i'm not a spring chicken no more (laughs) i was like that must be that 30 coming up because i was like why does my hands feel like that not a spring chicken (laughs) i had to stop and pull out my stradiac and do that for 30 minutes and then go back to the because i couldn't i couldn't move my fingers yeah, I don't know. Most of thirty five as a warm up is crazy. Okay, not the <laughs> not the not the fourth movement. Oh, the, that, that was I was I was gonna ask that because like yeah, your first well, thing I, is tia, ta, tia. Like, Oh, that wait, that was it. Uh, wait, no, no, no. Bum, yeah, that's first movement. Ba-dum, ba-dum. Yeah, ba-dum. I was trying to get because the octaves have been giving okay. me the octaves have been giving me a problem, and I realized that like playing octaves in a scale was not helping me i need to play the octaves in their context mm-hmm. but my hand and then i moved to the fourth the fourth movement 
And then I was like, my hands feel terrible. So I had to stop, shardiac, then go back. I've never, like, I never, I never found a warm-up routine that really works for me. And I remember, like, my senior year, I was trying to build one, and no one was being helpful. And I was like, dang, nothing. What what do you usually do? Slow scale, and then get to it. Or we use Bach. Or you shardiac. Shardiac is, like, my, it's, like, my go-to now, um, that Jen has convinced me. Shradiac is so good. Once we get past the, like the first, like the stuff when you have to move through positions, I'm like, this is my stuff. It is so good. I'm trying to remember. I, I remember I had a long warm up routine. Of course, I would shorten it if I had, if I didn't have enough time, you know, mm-hmm. to practice. But my warm up routine, what would I do? I think I started with long tones. Um, I felt that just opened up the instrument. And then I did. Um, yeah, I did those like with the metronome, how many like clicks in the bow thing mm-hmm. both ways. And then I did, I would pick probably two scales to do for the mm-hmm. day just because I spent so much time on them. And then I would do them in half notes, half notes, three octaves, quarter notes, then eighth notes, then triplets, I think. No, I, I might not have done triplets. And then 16th notes, and then I would do three-part arpeggios, then four-part arpeggios, then dominant seventh arpeggios for both of those. And by the time I was done with that, it would be like the first hour of my practice is, is warm-up. See, and I used to like, when I was trying to figure out a warm-up routine, because I had went so long without one, and then I went like maybe two years with one, where I would do something a little similar, like you do, I do like a scale, and then I go through my, um, I was going to say self-check, it's not self-check, it's, um, what's that do? Fisher go through his little um flesh flesh carl flesh go through his little um scale series then play me a little a2 and i'm like girl this has been an hour like we're gonna have to <laughs> we're gonna have to keep it cute so now i just like it's real bad now I just pick something cute that i like that i like to do that'll be like i might pull out a little roll roll caprices are too good they are so good roll caprice i might do i might bring it back to a Kreutzer mm. A2 and I'd be on my way that's why like I can't wait to get a job so I can go back and like s- do warm up things like I want I want to like play more I feel like I'm not I feel like um if Joe still listens I feel like he his the, the uh, hairs on the back of his neck curling up like but I I want to play more stuff that's why I like summertime too because I feel like I could take my time like summertime is when I'm playing really in learn an a2 for the week like that type of stuff i miss doing i just feel like i'm always running i feel like i don't have time to do that yeah that makes sense or you just excerpt as a warm-up that's crazy but you know listen some of them work or a little um, brookner to warm it up oh yeah and then that's a little bow variations on the on on the scales because then it's like i i gotta do them scales multiple times because they're not gonna they're not gonna be you know okay they not. That's, that's what practicing is for. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna run run through it one time because now I'm doing one scale up, one scale down. Oh, okay. and I forgot the <laughs> I forgot the minors too. I'll do the minors too. But um, like a couple of weeks ago, when I had more time, I was doing my little D octave scales. Do people you know natural then, minor song scales? You said what? So do people practice ma- natural minor scales? I can't remember. I don't. Last time I ever. Natural minor scale. I, I don't. I don't do harmonic minor either. I'm doing minor scale. I'm just doing melodic. It's so I'm funny. A, 
harmonic became my default because our orchestra teacher was like nobody does harmonic skills so we all did <laughs> it was like what kind of weird school? ambitious ambition is that <laughs> what do you mean nobody does them so we we oh, are gonna no, do no, no, that no he was saying that he wasn't making us do it he was saying that so we was like we all finna do it since nobody do it oh yeah 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 um so I feel like harmonic was always my default. But then when I got to college, of course, I was like, okay, I did. I think I did harmonic and melodic. Mm-hmm. With natural, I'm like, what's your natural minor skill? I teach with natural minor because that's the that is like the cutest, quickest little way to teach the minor keys and yeah. how they're related. I freaking love that, and they're little, they're like cute little minds be blown. Play C major, starting <laughs> on A. They be like, oh my god. <laughs> Or like I'm, I love teaching scales because I realize more and more and more how much people just make kids memorize stuff and they have no idea like where it comes from. But when they have to write out scale, I make the write of their scale degrees, put the letters underneath, circle the accidentals. I'm like, that's where the key signature comes from. That's where we get it from. Like D E F sharp, make them write it out. I'm like, that's why there's two sharps. It's not just two sharps in D major because it's it's Thursday. It's because we get it from these because it follows a pattern. And it's like people expect, I know there's like, I haven't taught classroom in a while. So whatever, let me stop lying. I was just in the classroom in 2019, but I will say that you, people think kids are stupid. So they just make them memorize it, make them write the notes in because you don't want to teach it real quick. And it's just like, you end up hurting them in the long run and it makes, it helps it. It's so much better when they understand why to begin with i mean but to be fair not so much on music teachers to be fair all of our education is like that you kind of start learning why as we as you get like math when you find out some reasons for stuff you be like oh but at the beginning okay (laughs) like when i really chemistry really started to like i understood the orange of the chemistry by the time i got to organic chemistry but that was like six years after i took it in high school it's like why does this atom have this what why does this particular element have this many this many molecules i forgot the words atoms neutrons nope electrons why does it have this many things because of this and how fast they're moving and because i was like that's crazy y'all came up with this by yourself how y'all figure this out i don't want to say too much but i remember that thing that we saw that was like specifically for teaching little kids music and it was like vastly overcomplicating it i mean i would i would happily say too much but it was a black woman so i'm not gonna do too much yeah but it was so dumb but like it it was was the dumbest thing i've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) i've never seen any you're teaching i see i can't even say what i want to say yeah it was just it was just very ridiculous and it was like that's not it doesn't translate well to like learning music which they're gonna eventually have to do they're gonna learn they're gonna need to learn how to read the music and it has really nothing to do with that like it, it overcomplicated it so much yeah i can't say too much but like overcomplicated it so much and i feel like when the kid when you know a pattern like like for example reading like i remember when i had to learn alto clef i'm like i i can't read alto clef because i know how the grand staff works you know yeah. how they how clefs are related to each other if you know how that staff works then you can read any clef you want to really so and i i don't know if it's because like there's been one thing i really want to research is like music literacy that's something i've been interested in a long time because it's like kids who don't even know i've seen i'm seeing some t- i'm not gonna do too much but it's like it's crazy kids don't even know how the staff works yeah music literacy is very interesting i was thinking about that too okay episode okay project like i don't know i'm just saying words 
<laughs> the fact that you're literally telling and I, uh, you're telling high schoolers which is like you are you, you're old enough to know how to, you know how you learn on your own you know how you learn best why are you not conceptualizing that as we go up the staff the notes the, the your fingers also get higher the notes get higher it also wow this is crazy hold on to your seats follows the alphabet you know how many grown kids grown kids i'll be like if this is a d we went up by one what notices have to be g i'm like should i go out should i go tell your english teacher that you think the letter after d is g oh 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 e e e i'm like why don't you know that and it's 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 there's a lot of things teachers are going through right now but i feel like it's not we're not going to use it as excuses like yes the pandemic for sure that's like 10 percent of it there's other there's other factors there's also the fact that they can't read in, in english so, and now you're asking them to read here there's a lot of factors but wow you don't even know how the staff works yeah. and i feel like i want to sign a petition to disband essential elements from orchestra classroom there needs to be a law because you put letters in Over the middle everything. of the note head huh i said over like everything like too much stuff too yeah and then you turn the page and the letters are gone and what do the kids do you think they just magically start no they start writing the letters in and then and then you know what i saw, I saw the worst iteration of this now so now guess what happens when but i didn't even it's crazy you can't even predict this stuff now when you ask kids to play a it doesn't matter where the a is on the staff i be I, I came out of my teaching personality yesterday because i was like this is ridiculous you see first finger a on the g string you played open a the note went down why would that even that doesn't even make that doesn't even make sense i i came out of my I'm, i came i was like sweetie that doesn't even make sense why would it go down? i was like that is what and okay <laughs> the note went down and you played open a Oh, violas. I know because bass, you know, you're like, what's the big deal? No, violas. I know where your how your strings are though. Yeah, you push one down for day. <laughs> but I'm just like Oh, I know that's all pious. Wow. And, and also <laughs> you it's guys, um like what was I about to say? And also like just knowing like um the intervals in which your your strings are like some people like they don't realize it you know yeah um, and another and also associating like my teacher before like in high school and middle school was um big on especially since on the base you have to shift so much and then of course when eventually y'all gonna have to shift a lot for whatever um not to strongly associate you need to learn how to read the music you need to know that because yeah. and not associate it with your hands like right. don't think because people say the f oh second finger on a d string it don't have to be you know yeah. so he would have us do a scale do this scale but you can't use this string so you mm-hmm. got to figure out how to finger it outside mm-hmm. of that because like you i would see people you're shifting all the like you shifting from third position back to first position is not in tune because you didn't know you could play that in the same position yeah. on the next string over <laughs> like it's it's a the pedagogy i don't know i can't i don't know what it is and that's why miss mama's got mad at me talking about what you're saying those who can't do teach i'm like i'm saying no i'm saying those who teach can't do <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying if we want to get into the weeds of it like y'all can't do neither that's what, <laughs> that's what i'm saying like it's just so disheartening it's so 
and it's like am i being too strict and i see and then i see my kids with who because i strictly use sound innovations to supplement suzuki and i see my kids being like oh that's a g and i had to i had to tell this girl yesterday that i was teaching i'm like sweet pea at the very least can you recognize your open string you are three months in and you can't even tell me which one is d jesus webbed it's real bad out here it's real bad i want to i want to do something on music literacy so literacy so bad it has to be reformed it has to be reformed the kids can't read but don't worry next year they're playing Mozart 35 yeah. oh, and now the notes say you have measure 131 now the notes say 3g 2f like every over every note i remember seeing yeah when i was at youth orchestra seeing we were in the someone i was in the same musicianship class before we chose our instruments she, she played she ended up playing violin and like it was something it was like a second violin part and it was the same note like da, 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 in eighth notes over and over again and had the d written over every yep. one of them i'm like it's the every same single, note <laughs> i mean you can't even recognize that it's the same note you have to have d d d like at some point when you wrote your 16th d did you think <laughs> <laughs> maybe i don't need to do this anymore like that's just, yeah that's a shame and then and then as a teacher you see that music and you don't say nothing i don't know girl i used to give out i used to i used to give out fresh copies <laughs> right and i used to I told one girl i'm like girl if you gonna if somebody asks you your teacher is don't say me because i did not tell you to write all this stuff in here yeah i'm like you got 3d written over the note at this point you might as well just read the music what's up okay it's real bad it's real bad apparently it's a huge problem i was in i was in somebody business on on facebook on some some page it's a huge problem teachers are having with getting their kids to read wow i don't know what's going on i mean we used to do like i don't know i don't know what's going on with y'all when i was doing when i was teaching allegro back at illinois state university when i didn't know what i was doing my kids were reading so i don't know that was before teaching lessons before whatever y'all don't make no cards y'all not making no cards y'all not doing 60 second note challenges and it's just like are we such in a rush to play to put a concert together as a, as a former public school teacher i understand the pressure of putting a concert together my kids were mad at me sixth grade when i made them play pieces out the book i'm like y'all can't hold y'all instruments that y'all can't play because i came mid through midway through the year i came january so i'm this new lady and we went all the way back i'm like i don't know what kind of gang signs y'all throwing up in here with these bow holes but we putting them back in the case put them back we are starting from number two ascent let's go and they were mad at me when we when they got up in front of their peers and had to play freaking caribbean island number 20 whatever I'm like, but when we got to the end of y'all playing arrangements of Ode to Joy and the bow holes are good, y'all sound good. She, This girl, I have a note somewhere in my journal I kept. She was like, Miss, I doubted you at the beginning, but our concert was so good. Because no, I doubted like, you. <laughs> yeah, she was like, y'all had us playing. It was so embarrassing. I'm like, okay, well, I'm sorry you felt that way. But now look, when y'all start, when y'all were the best sounding group at the thing, because y'all, because we learned how to read. No, I'm, 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 it can be done. It can be done. So I don't know what. Maybe we we'll have to start stripping accreditations from some of these colleges. I don't know. But down there, ISU, it can be done. I was fresh out of college, December, in the classroom, so early in the classroom that I had to have a a, a sub until my teaching credentials came through. Didn't know. Didn't did not have. Was my first classroom 
and I took all the, school, the, the skills I learned at ISU and I put them in the classroom and had my kids sound the way they were sounding. It can be done. I don't know if it's laziness or incompetence or what. Yikes. All right. Well, all right, y'all. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. Forte is a free alternative to Zoom, purpose-built for music teachers. This is what Zoom sounds like. Now listen to the same music recorded on Forte. Just go to ForteLessons.com. That's F-O-R-T-E-L-E-S-S-O-N-S.com. Okay, so tonight we're going to be talking about TAR, the movie. There's been some, I think somebody asked if we were going to have an episode about it. I think it was Mara, actually. It was Mara. Um, and now we are. So that's good. So if you don't know, um, TAR um, is a movie that came out recently, like really in like October, I think is when it was like fully released. Um and Kate Blanchett plays um a conductor by the name of Lydia Tarr and there wasn't an, like a whole lot of information like in the trailer and stuff um because like I didn't know what it was really going to be about I just knew it's classical music she a conductor like okay period um and so I went to there was a screening of it in LA um at the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures for like um like the recording academy had that and so i went to that one and i saw it in um in theaters so i'm gonna give a quick little it's been out for a while so i'm gonna give a quick little synopsis i guess it's spoilers i guess but it's really not that deep um okay so basically it's about this woman like i said lydia tar she is one of in the movie one of the greatest conductors um and apparently composers um at the time she's the first a conductor female uh di- director at um the berlin phil so i should tell y'all that was fiction but a lot oh. of people thought <laughs> fantasy even <laughs> not fantasy <laughs> she might as well um, had a little pet nymph following her around okay because <laughs> some people who were not in classical music thought that she was a real person so they was googling her afterwards and was confused um, oh, i see i see yeah but yeah so she was the first um female conductor of the berlin phil um and she was also um a teacher at juilliard and she it kind of like follows um her life in this i guess it's kind of like from her perspective because there's a lot in the movie that's like i don't know how to describe that it's kind of like manic in a way mm-hmm. like um the, the way that it's like depicted um over time she she's taking auditions um she's not taking auditions she's on the panel for auditions um and she hires this cellist because she thinks she's fine or whatever and this is young girl and it seems like she kind of has that um theme going about her like we've seen this with real conductors men in the world who um have been accused of basically punishing people for not you know doing sexual favors for them or like whatever and she mm-hmm. kind of has that like you know she's hiring the girl was good of course but she's also like into her and like trying to get close to her and all that type of stuff also mm-hmm. 
on the flip side, there's another student who we never see but we hear about who basically, um, I think, had a similar experience, but she didn't really give in. And then she basically black Lydia Tarr basically blackballed her and like was telling people that she was not ready for um, her responsibilities and she's crazy and all this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the girl ended up killing herself. So that's and then and then she um, Tar had her assistant like erase all evidence of that girl reaching Rich. out to them and all that stuff. I'm like, so, you know, you were on. And like, also, that's not how email works. <laughs> like okay girl all right babe um but yeah eventually all this stuff kind of like comes to light um and then the movie ends basically with her in some southeast asian country conducting like a, an orchestra of like cosplayers which is like people that dress up as anime characters and stuff and I think it's supposed to symbolize like some sort of demotion, I guess, mm-hmm. from all of this stuff um, that came out about her. But that's the gist. Mm-hmm. I saw this movie like two months ago, so <laughs> that's the gist. Um, but yeah, so Katie recently watched it. So what do you think? Let me pull my notes. What you asking me overall? Yeah, overall, let's just start with it. Overall, overall, I didn't really care for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I would, out of 10, I would probably give it a, a four. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh. yeah. Okay, that's what I see overall. Um, yeah, I'm not really a film girl. So, the whole, like, it seemed a little, like... <clears throat> You know, like it was like it wasn't like oh I'm just going to a movie like it was like a film you know like I seems yeah. like that's the approach that they took with they took to it like it's supposed to be artistic with all the like I said like the way that it was shot was like you know like it would be like for example there would be like a, a metronome ticking and it would like start ticking real loud and she's like you know and the, the camera's moving fast and like all this it would be stuff like that you know mm-hmm. and so it was like real artsy I'm not really a film girl so I it wasn't really for me um, especially when it's like, <clears throat> I was just like, okay, like I don't know, like it, 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 it I wasn't like, ooh, there was a mission Eastman. You got that? You saw that? You I, I saw that? the Eastman. I was like, <laughs> when she was like, well, the girls at Curtis something and Eastman would disagree. I said, yeah, <laughs> period, really are. I should have said that. In the, <laughs> the <thing. laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was, I was kind of like people was talking about it on twitter and i had these think pieces i was like i see i'm just not that analytical i guess because mm-hmm. some stuff when i don't care for something i just like it's like okay like I, like i don't know i feel like yeah i didn't think it was bad i thought the acting was great Kate Blanchett oh, was great she did a great job yeah that was really really good but um as far as like the storyline and stuff yeah and i think it was a little weird I think it was a little weird that um <laughs> I don't, See, look she heard us. I'm, I'm sure y'all heard that. Yeah, that was her. Yep. Um I thought it was a little weird the framing, like they have this this woman conductor and now she's this sexual predator who's like, Y'all first of all, y'all could have did a documentary on any of the literally any of the male conductors that actually were. And 
I feel bad because, like, to be fair, I, the screening I went to, literally the dude that made it and Kate Blanchett and the girl who played the cellist and the girl who played Kate Blanchett's wife in the movie, they were all there and they did, like, a little conversation afterwards. Mm-hmm. Now, do I remember what they said? No. And um, I also had to, I really had to pee, like, through the movie. <laughs> and so I left, like, right when they said, and I came back. So I wish I had heard more of their talk to see how they, like, explain that but I still I will say even after hearing what they said I still felt the way I felt like it was mm-hmm. just a little weird like that that's like who I was the know. director Todd, was it his first movie Todd Field no the um I, but yeah why did you feel why why four out of ten okay the 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 num the reasons are innumerable and I feel like not innumerable. I feel like I don't want to like okay we're just off the hills of the violent conspiracy and I don't want to come across as someone who's like hyper critical because I feel like that's not really my nature. I mean I just spent fifteen minutes dragging teachers so uh, I guess you're I don't know what well, your opinion of me is none of my business but I will say that I don't want to come across as like hyper critical so I like I'll I'll say first. <clears throat> Kate did an amazing job. It was really good acting. Like yeah. she did a fantastic job. My issue is not my issue is not with the acting or anything like that as much as it is like the storyline. Like I just found so many things to just be like frustrating. The first like okay, first of all, I'm be completely honest with you. I had to pay $20 for it because it was in Memphis, but this is this this episode we were supposed to do this a minute ago but it just I could not find time to get to theater it was only in Memphis for like three or four weeks so I missed that so I had to stream it I don't think it was worth $20 and I'm I'm actually happy that I um watched it at home because then I couldn't scroll on my phone while I waited for something to happen I thought the movie was way too long it was two and a half hours yeah it was definitely too long it was too especially for the plot now what I feel like like most of the things that happened in the first 45 minutes could have been cut out it was just completely like it was like unnecessary like we got I, I thought the way it opened with her like with the with the bio like we got to know who she was but we only got to we I, I don't know anything about the character except for the fact that she's a conductor who's very prestigious who is an abuser I don't know I feel like there's so many little threads for me and maybe like I'll say something and you could tell me if I'm just bugging because like I was on Twitter but like there's so many threads that were left like untied because we spent so much time doing nothing now I I think a, a common critique of classical music stuff is that there's not enough classical music it's not depicted for her being a conductor and for us waiting 48 minutes for her to get to finally see her conduct is crazy to me secondly the orchestra rehearsal scenes 10 12 minutes for rehearsal scene listen i love my sex to the next guy that that was such a waste of screen time to me second third whatever number i'm on we there's so many untied ends why does her daughter call her by her first name why especially what was confusing at the end was when her wife tried to like keep Petra away from her Petra's I didn't even know it was the wife's daughter too because that wasn't clear I was the, gonna say the so 
Petra's the daughter. If you haven't seen it, did she call? What did did she, did she call the wife? What did she call I the wife? Who knows? Because I I assume that she called it that because she was adopted. That she called her her by her first name because she was adopted. That's what I assumed. Because hmm. the girl was a little brown, so I yeah. <laughs> they didn't look related. But then. Yeah, like I don't know. It was that, a little weird. Like they, weird. their relationship was like there, but like not. But like it was weird. Like I don't know. That right? Okay, let's talk about the relationship. The whole there's just like so many things that they just put in. Like oh, this will be good. What <laughs> when she came, when she went home for the first time and her wife was like having like a breakdown or something like that, a mental breakdown. We never, we never hear anything more about that. And then why? why did she why was she so intent on like cheating on her wife when all arrows pointed to them doing well that that was so weird to me like why she this cello girl comes and she's like oh yeah that's my new girl that's it's, it seems so freaking random to me yeah it was and just then, a little weird yeah it was weird it was it was weird to me like that whole their whole relationship was weird and then the she her wife's a concert master she's pressing rehearsal why are you pressing rehearsal for her looking at this girl how do you know she's looking over there how do you know all of a sudden it's this cello girl like it was just so many things that just not make sense to me i still don't know why um the it's just every there's so many things you had to assume like okay so Lydia her real name is Linda we never find out why when the when the story turned there was so much just like little things just being thrown in just to like give it edge but it just made me more confused and more annoying annoyed that we were going on and on and on for two and a half hours the um we never understand I feel like it was who produced this which 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 network which who owns it uh focus features i think it's like the company see and that's why i feel like netflix and disney would have done a better job because they you know, the way I, they i don't know when the bernstein they're doing a bernstein one though netflix is okay well that well i'm i'm looking let's look out for, let's watch that because mm-hmm. they the way they slosh through a huge issue in classical music which is suicide we didn't know anything about the girl we didn't know we didn't know like why we didn't know anything we had to figure out what they were talking about by reading some weird inner uh emails that were zoomed in <laughs> what are we do- what are we doing why did the assistant turn on her we had to the assume assistant. it was because she didn't get the job yeah i think it was That's because an assumption. she didn't get the job and she and it was she i think the, well, it was messing with the assistant because the girl was emailing the assistant like asking for help i guess and lydia kept telling her to ignore her basically so I think she was like, but I'm like, so you would have been okay with her telling you to ignore the old girl if she you had got the job? That was the last straw. See, and like, look, I even <laughs> it was just like there's so many there were so many loose ends. I'm just like, none of this makes sense. It's still not clear to me that okay, I lived for when he when she punched old dude off the podium. Like, okay, fine, let's get a little drama. It's a fiction, so let's whatever. Like, I don't mind that. Could you imagine that? Girl, I would be gag. World star. <laughs> Like I'll be mad because I don't bring my phone on stage for me during the concert. I'll be mad I couldn't record it. Um, th- it's not clear how she got her the Mahler score. So many things are just random. Like, you know how the first opening credits, the opening credit, the the ending credits are at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, which I was like, okay, what is that about? With the Peruvian 
folk songs or whatever country that she did her five-year thing in which didn't add to the plot in any way because we spent the whole movie talking about Mahler why don't you play the Mahler and Agietto during the credits that'll make way more sense I um and I remember I saw this thing on Twitter and it was a sign that was like oh people with tickets to see tar the credits are at the beginning that's on purpose I'm gonna see you gotta put a sign outside the theater because people don't understand it because what is the point I haven't met one single person that knows the point I will say that that's how old time movies used to be. I used to watch a lot of Shirley Temple movies. All the credits would be at the beginning of the movie. Hmm. So I was just like, oh, okay, that's what they're doing. So well, they like, played. What, what's the significance? But I feel like now what's the oh, significance no. of this? Because not a period piece. So now I'm like. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to re- look into that. But I remember like when you watch old movies, the credits would be at the beginning. Yeah. So I feel like if this had come out when that was normal then yeah <laughs> it wouldn't be but i feel like that just, that don't happen now so like it has to be like did y'all think oh you know it'd be cool like, i don't know it's weird that's what, i wonder where the director's from or whoever decides that there's no um yeah maybe do they do it in other countries maybe mm, i don't know no maybe it's that but um also the extra apartment that she had that she kept which Okay, so let's talk about the apartment, right? So this is what I'm talking about. This movie just throws stuff together, which it, for a movie that looks as good, which this this high of a budget is really surprising to me. So when, you know, like this apartment that she kept, which also don't be rude, talking about some, her her wife was like, oh, that rundown place. Meanwhile, this thing got crown mold and all type of other nice stuff. Girl, shut yeah. up. Um, <clears throat> When she went to her childhood home, I had to do what? Infer. That was her childhood home when she, yeah. because I'm thinking it's another one of her little relics that she just hops around to, just like the or Airbnb. Like she, girl, was in a, what? she was in another state. Like I just thought she was just this is a cabin or she got a you know she's right. so accomplished she got another house in such and exactly. such like. And then uh, also was it was it clear maybe uh, maybe I was paying attention. Why did she all of a sudden not do the Mahler thing? Did someone dismiss her? Did someone tell her she just like or just. We just kept moving. No one ever fired her from that project. You know how many Levine conducted until the very last minute when, and I think the, like when sometimes I, I had to infer as a classical musician, I was like, okay, she's doing all this stuff. She's getting away with all this stuff because maybe it's a, a symbol of the fact that conductors are like these super egotistic people that think for, for the most part, think they can do whatever they want. Right. So she can, she can, seduce this girl she could do all this stuff whatever that's not in line with why she's no longer doing the Mahler premiere that like like whatever Levine Levine whatever he was up allegations and all until until the very last minute why wouldn't you go through with the Mahler recording did I miss that and let's be you know what is another hole in that see she was conducting the Berlin field you think they gonna they gonna snatch her off the stage just because she had a sexual assault allegation? See, because every single disgraced uh person in classical music that has been accused of sexual assault that does not get work in the U.S. will be on stage in Europe. They always are. Placido Domingo still singing in Europe. He first of all, you he should have been retired by now. He's like eighty, so he's still there. Levine was Levine or whatever. He was still conducting. That's what I'm saying. Over there, over well. there. 
<laughs> he so like died. He he died on the podium. So I'm like, you literally made her into this huge superstar, and then we watch her downfall happen in three minutes. That is so unfair to the viewer. It's like you didn't build a story. We don't know anything about. I don't know anything about her as a person. I don't understand why. Like she has like these weird scenes that just look nice. They don't really mean anything in the grand scheme. Where like she'll hear like a humming and she'll go open the fridge and be like what's that pitch and i'm just like this is so freaking weird like you every night you go to the fridge literally every night this scene happened like three times in a row she hears like a freaking g humming she gets up she walks to the fridge opens the fridge it stops close it what did dora teach us sweepy it's the fridge we know it's the fridge why are you gonna your bed every night it's it's weird the metronome ticking we never someone break into her apartment and turn the metronome on we never know why yeah like okay it's just the storyline is a, is Swiss cheese. <laughs> um, dang, that was one other thing I was gonna say, but one thing I wrote down was um, also the whole like, the whole cello thing where um, where she decides on a whim that they're gonna do the Elgar concerto, and then goes auditions because and when it's like the principal cellist was thinking like, okay, like you know who's gonna solo with the orchestra is usually is gonna be one of them like and then she holds auditions it doesn't pick her because she picks the old girl that she that she likes and the blind auditions where you can see everybody's shoes and then she saw which was weird she saw the girl's shoes and then she saw she saw the girl in the bathroom and saw her shoes again and so she knew that oh this is that cute girl and then she won audition and also that's i tried that some stuff i tried to ignore because i was like let's not be they have to create a, a storyline basically because you know what i'll give it to them let's let's let them tr- try to create some continuity i'm uh, like fine for them we need all the continuity we can get with this movie so fine go for it because it was unrealistic you, there's normally carpet behind stage they don't want to hear anything so it's like but i let them i let them have it fine yeah, that's true but the the cello audition thing threw me off because the che- the, the principal cellos wasn't even sitting in in the principal seat so I'm like, I know there's a metric conversion in Berlin, but when I went to the Berlin field, they, it was the same thing that we doing over here. So I don't know. That was just so dumb to me. Like this whole thing. And I was, I, I let go a lot of things. I let go the fact that that would literally repertoire is literally decided at least a season in advance at, at, at least. Yeah. I let that go. I let go taking a quorum <laughs> in the orchestra. I let that go. I let go the the little learning Elgar by Monday. I let that go. <laughs> but it's just like you couldn't even, you couldn't even put Miss Mamas in the rights. This whole thing it doesn't even make sense. We still don't know why the wife is pressed. It's just too much. It was not very good. And do y'all be doing rehearsals with when a conductor asks you to come to their crib? Like, ain't that y'all in that full symphony hall? I bet you got some studios in there. Like that's kind of what that's for right had her all over also you know what i skipped through you know what we need when she got beat up in a staircase like she got beat up <laughs> yeah she didn't get beat up yeah she did y'all remember when she went when when the cellist forgot her stuffed bear in the car oh yeah she didn't get beat up she fell oh you i probably, skipped ahead you probably, it got, yeah you looked away it yeah. got a little dodgy for me so I, yeah know, I skipped it was ahead it, it was like a little and i was like i was like when i was looking because i can't skip through it but um but no she fell 
and then she said she got beat up. Ah. Yeah. All that happened to her face was from a fall? It was on, like, concrete. Like, she was, I think she was running upstairs. Up the stairs. Did she ever find the girl's apartment? No. It was that, And that whole thing is weird. It's like, you yeah. made this, you made the cello girl so ominous for and no reason. she disappeared not into thin air. There was nothing down there. And you heard her calling your name. You are three feet away. You heard her calling your name. And then also when the tell girl kissed her hand and she put the can to her mouth, I said, Are you you have a wife at home? Are you that damn bad? <laughs> Stand up. Stand up girl, you go get a rose. Why don't you, uh. you... <laughs> No, nah, you were wrong for that. I said no, no, you are wrong for that. When she kissed the hand and she the girl walked away, she put hand to nose and mouth. Go, I go said, Rose is crazy. Wow. You said what? <laughs> so go get a rose is crazy. And it's so hilarious because half the people listening is not going to know what that means. Well, but. God bless you. I just, I don't know. I, I, what else did I think about that made me mad? Let's talk about the masterclass scene. What do you think about that? Oh, Father God. Yeah, I was a little confused, to be honest. Me too. And then when I read the synopsis, I'm like, oh, is that all? Um, like not is that all, but like it didn't seem when they summarized it, it didn't seem as complicated as it was watching it as co- as confusing as it was watching it. It was confusing. Yeah, wasn't it? She was she was doing a master class or like yeah, a class at Juilliard. Was it a class? Was she a guest? I thought she was a guest. Yeah, but then yeah, I think she's a guest. But your summary thing said that she was when you read it. You said. You see what I'm talking about? I, and y'all, I watched I watched this movie this morning. It's fresh on the mind. Dang, this morning. Yeah, I almost forgot I was supposed to practice. And I was like, we have to watch that. Oh, yeah. She's the guest teacher. Um, and basically, she's talking to this this black student. And they they get into a back and forth about... Um, I, I guess he doesn't want to play like certain like composers because he's like you know off that dead white men situation or whatever and she like basically humiliates him in front of the class i guess like it's just weird like she kind of like she doesn't go off on him like mad but like she goes on this like long weird like thing about identity politics and and talking about the music underneath and that type Mm -hmm. of thing um yeah it was strange and it was confusing it was confusing to watch so a through line I could see that I did my very best to to put together was I thought it was one thing I wrote down was I thought it was very interesting but not surprising that a woman conductor of her stature will say that we shouldn't be talking about women and men it's about talent that didn't surprise me because you know a lot of people who have been through traumatic working because you cannot tell me being a woman conductor it's a boys club you know shout out to the conductors out there so it's like that had to be traumatic especially like you're you're conducting the berlin phil and you've done big five and whatever that has to be incredibly traumatic it surprised me i just wish that they did more with that like we never heard about it again it did you didn't use it to explain her behavior you didn't use it to explain everything literally she just goes on a rant about why black people are people for 15 weird minutes and then 
it never comes back up again until the end when someone edited together to make it look like some schmear campaign that they did nothing with (laughs) and um oh yeah and then her trying to like cut that it was like a women conductor program or whatever and she was like that she started yeah and was like it's time to let men in i'm like what and it's like yeah i feel like y'all could have done something more with that because like i know people was probably looking at looking at that crazy but it's like they really be like that you know yeah and so i don't know i, I feel like it, but i wasn't interested really yeah also i really like i feel this, this is okay I stand behind everything I said, but I think one thing that I was a little picky on is I just noticed like how incessantly they talked about classical music that I forgot people. I was like, I realized 45 minutes and I said it out loud to myself, like I'm bored. Like every dinner, every lunch, every car ride, it was like about like classical music. It was about like, I don't know, in a way that it's just not, it was just not interesting. Like, of course, like I love, the veal i'm about to go practice her right now but it's like you just make you just make classical musicians seem like so one-dimensional it's like every single conversation like that dude was at um the dude was at the at the lunch table begging to touch the hem of her Mahler score taking notes and she was like the the answer is free bow and i was like this is insufferable like I it's a kind it's a little accurate. <laughs> it is. It is. Unfortunately. But it's I, I what what I will say is I thought it looked really, really nice. I thought I I love that they use real musicians. I, I thought for her next thing, yeah. Yeah. I thought for her not being a conductor, she I mean, if we want to get into the weeds of it, we could be annoying, but there's no there's no point for that. Like she it got loud, she went big and went soft. Some of her hand <laughs> gestures were weird for the music but that's stupid like i'm not i'm not yeah. i'm not doxing her i'm just it, saying okay there was nothing yeah that was gonna be my next thing was how accurate it was because that's something that people talk about a lot with this because there's there'd be some crazy stuff yeah playing instruments yeah like you said they use real musicians even the cellist who had a speaking role um was exactly. a real cellist isn't that amazing how you were able to find she's a classical musician was, i had to listen to that afterwards because i was like Hold on. listen to it tonight because i forgot elgar very good like that was really good what was what can you find meaning in there was a scene where like she had to go (laughs) can you find meaning in that scene where like her next door neighbor's mother fell on the floor what was the point of that was it just to get her naked before the her cello the cello girl came what was the point of that scene i don't know because she went over there to help the mother up, then she felt disgusted, which I rightfully so. Helped she helped the mother back up into her seat, went over, took her clothes off, threw them away, and like started scrubbing her body at the kitchen sink when you could just take a shower. And I think then it was like to play into that manic sort of thing I that see. she had going on, like oh my god, I gotta get clean. Like it was just like okay, I think that's okay. Okay, I for, I you know I missed the mania because it just seems so normal to me. <laughs> Okay, I, but I mean like the, the the obsessed like you said the refrigerator thing like there was some stuff that's not that was like kind of it was obsessive okay. you know because like the whole like maybe I should get checked out because the whole like 
immediately doing hand sanitizer y'all you know i got several like that's that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the way that it's like when they was going through the tunnel and it was like the lights are going like this and and she's um the the what how scenes would cut away abruptly yeah and then she would be like running and then she would look behind her and somebody was saying yeah like stuff like that those things made me nervous because normally like something's gonna happen so i was yeah but nothing happened like it would just cut away and i was i thought like another thing which i th- i thought the the girl that committed suicide i thought like that was poorly done because when we kept seeing the back of her head i was like that's who i was waiting for her to jump out and do something to her you know what i'm saying because the way normally when you shoot something like that that's what happens i want to i want to know i feel like a way more convincing storyline is if you're gonna break up the marriage do it well then you could have had the the Krista girl, whatever her name is, Kirsten, whatever her name was. Yeah, I think it was Krista. Make the assistant have a a more reasonable exit. We never saw her again. We ne- nothing, nothing. Yeah, ever, ever. Like that and, was weird to me. And, oh yeah, uh, briefly back to the um conducting thing. I will say there was only one time where I was like, oh, I was like, okay, that was really that was like really obviously like she's not a conductor. There was, I'm sure if you would like analyze, but like I, re- I only remember one time being like, you know, where it was like kind of ridiculous, mm-hmm. but like nothing else really jumped out to me because like you said, they used real musicians, but um, I just don't want to forget to say that. But there was another thing. Oh, the relationship with the assistant. They had a weird. It wasn't like, clear. Yeah, like one time they had a weird thing where they were like holding hands. Like she was, it was like, like I need you to, <laughs> I need you to hold me. I'm like, y'all are yeah. at the office, <laughs> and like we had no indication that that was that there was anything between them. And then after there was nothing between, like it was just that one time. Saying like it was, it was weird. It, it was weird. And then, yeah, I don't know. It was. It so was like. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Nothing. No, I was just going to say, like, so if it's not clear, like, was that also a reason why she didn't give the assistant a job or like what, like, and what I had to assume is that she didn't get, she didn't get the assistant a job because she had to save face. Like she didn't want her little play thing to get the job because everybody would be like her play thing got the job. Uh, That's what I, that's what, that was what I was assuming. Because, and then I thought it was maybe because because she asked this assistant to delete those emails from the girl and the assistant didn't do it and she i think she was going through the assistant's laptop like looking mm-hmm. and so then that's why she asked her again she was like so you deleted those emails like i said and so i think i knew that that was had to be part of it but i'm like also y'all was kissy kissy huggy huggy like that one time so like is that mm-hmm. also maybe the assistant was like well i did all that stuff with you and i still didn't get like but we don't know <laughs> And also, she was her personal assistant, not her conducting assistant, which, which, um, not an assistant conductor, which made my feelers go up because I was like, this is not how, this is not how a conductor would, would, uh, rise to the ranks typically, unless that's how they do it in Europe. Like, yeah. normally you're an assistant conductor and then you, you're a music director or in whatever other steps in between. So that was also like, what's this about? I thought I just assumed I didn't really put together that she was a conductor until like later into the movie. Yeah, it was like way later, and I felt like because yeah. it was yeah, she she really was more like a personal assistant than like a mentee. It wasn't like she was a mentee who was like shadowing her. Like she yeah. like just spends a lot of time. Like she was doing like 
real personal assistant things. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know. Picking up her medicine and stuff. Like, yeah. Like. Also, what was the. What was the. What was I going to say? So her and her wife take the same medication. Oh, y'all <laughs> remember the first scene or second third fifth whatever it, it the whole like i said it it could be any any part of like the first 50 minutes where like she comes home for the first time and then her her wife is like having this like episode mm-hmm. and because and there's no more pills left did she take the wife's pills to use for herself did she and she I get, think so. See, nothing or is clear. It's like, I think it was like some type of medicine she wasn't supposed to have because she was like, oh, let me see if I can find some. And she found some immediately, yeah. but then she kind of waited a little bit, to, I guess, to make it seem like she was looking for longer. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. like, was she not supposed to have those pills? I'm like, okay. And she keeps taking these pills. Like, what are they? Because I first thought the, the way the, the movie sets it up, I thought they were beta blockers. I was like, okay, period, same sis. And, but then as we go on, they're like, relaxers like i don't know what it's just i don't know there's just so much you have to assume so much wasted time i felt the movie would have been better if it was an hour 45 at most with like continuous action that makes sense yeah like since like i said i'm not a film girl so i'm like i don't normally watch stuff that's like this is open-ended so like maybe somebody who's like real deep into that is probably like oh no you're supposed to like they like that type of stuff i watch this so i can see the point like i don't know <laughs> like i don't want to do the, mo- the movie for you so i feel like if they wanted an art piece they could have took some of the elements out then and it just made us look at her you know what i'm saying like y'all kept adding all these weird storylines to me it's just like the whole the point got lost yeah. you know because it's just like if you want to make it look beautiful you know I, I can't remember the last time I watched a film Moonlight maybe mm. but like even Moonlight made sense to me yeah so I think this sounds a lot like the um the complaints that people have about at least this last season of euphoria so euphoria has a lot of like he's like really artsy like shots and stuff but like i feel like he low-key sam levinson who does euphoria um be prioritizing that over the plot Mm -hmm. like it doesn't make like it don't like not make sense like this doesn't make sense but like there is some stuff that's like why did you do that like yeah. but you had you spent all these moments on this artsy shot and they shot it on this like vintage film and i'm like it looked the same as it did last season when it wasn't <laughs> on that <laughs> so, like i don't know but i feel like it it's it's like that low-key like you it's trying to be artsy but it's like also people are watching this yeah you remember that like i don't know i don't know i told i was supposed to text Kalina asking her thoughts on it so I'm curious to hear that and I'm gonna read the reviews after I didn't want it to sway me because I was like I want to say what I want to say and then I wonder if I'm wrong I mean I already already there was already a giveaway like the reviews aren't great for like the star ratings aren't great for it I also wonder I mean because then you gotta think reviews like how are other people watching this because we're watching this from the perspective of classical musicians 
and you know what i was that's what i was thinking about i was like i feel like i feel like if this was about like construction workers or you know what i'm saying or engineers i would be so confused like think about how much assuming you have to do just to get through the movie like you have to assume that her ego is inflated enough to think that she can um to think that she can um do all this stuff and do whatever she wants even something as simple as a cello audition the the second the girl sounded better both times you could tell why she won the job you could tell why she whatever someone who's not in classical music might just be like oh clearly she doesn't want that box you know what i'm saying so it's just like there's so much sorry there's so much like this mic's off because between that and get a rose (laughs) between so like this is so much assuming you have to do just to make the plot make some type of sense that i just feel like it would have been better to like do more legwork as the writers like i don't i don't know i just feel like you know i ain't no writer but let me tell you something you got to be able to give us every single detail about a character and have us know everything without guessing be able you know to, to be able to know everything about a character without doing it in a lazy way i mean even the opening was lazy i might have gonna lie you just read her bio for seven minutes it's like you could have showed us what used to say show don't tell so i don't know i also feel like that i was thinking about that but then i was like well i think maybe that was because of um like they i think they had to like beef it up a lot because to say she's the first conductor of the Berlin Philharmonic, like that means something different to us than it does to the average person who doesn't yeah, that's know true. that that's a big deal. So I feel like they had to like just put all this stuff to make it seem like, oh, she's doing a lot because, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like that's any true. one or two of those things would mean it's a bigger deal to us than it would to the average person. But then also, okay, remember her assistant came in and was like mouthing the words of the of her bio at the beginning. Yeah. Was that out of jealousy? Was that out of the was that, was that supposed to show us that she knows the knows the woman well enough to know her bio? Is she a sister? Is she a fan? We don't know. I mean, and to be fair, we find out, but it's like the way she was reading the words. It was like I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was like an obsession thing. See, uh, then- I, I didn't even get obsession. I got see, I got something else. You got the, the 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 viewer has to do too much legwork for this to make sense, and I feel like the viewer also must be a classical musician or familiar with classical music to like. I would love to hear someone's perspective if they can get through it of someone who's not a classical musician who watches it because it's like incredibly boring for like the first forty five minutes. I would have cut it off if I didn't pay. If we have to talk about it, I have to pay twenty minutes twenty dollars for it. I really out loud. I said I am bored. put my phone up on my let me see what the girl's talking about on instagram i'm never going on instagram not okay well i don't know you think i'm being overcritical i mean i didn't hate it i will say i didn't hate it i did not hate it i wouldn't watch it again though oh i definitely wouldn't watch it again definitely that's how i feel about most movies i'll say but um no one thing about me i could watch some good movie and it's christmas time too it's on to bring them back out 
I um I would say like I had more nothingness than like criticisms <laughs> and then there's some stuff that you said that I'm like oh yeah like you know because mm-hmm. I also feel like I wasn't really I did see it with somebody but we didn't like talk a whole bunch about it like we talked a little bit about it but then like it was late so we was like we going home um but so like I feel like I was it was just kind of like I saw it and I went about my life and then now here we are talking about it a month and a half mm-hmm. later so <laughs> I mean, when I watch movies I like to be like when I watch movies and shows I like to be like I feel like this will work better this way like I don't know it's just kind of fun to me to be like ooh like like for example you know I have a nanny obsession right now you don't you you realize how Max and Fran never really navigate how their relationship changed after he married his nanny and it's a comedy so it's like whatever but it's like y'all don't really y'all go straight into having a baby but it's so much better that should have been season six how are y'all dealing with that season finale could be Fran is pregnant that would have been a way better storyline than her obsession with having these babies so it's like I like taking stuff apart and being like ooh that would have worked better so when I realized like we're we're 15 minutes in the movie into the movie nothing has happened and it's like we we haven't seen her conduct yet all we just heard about it we got some random the back of some random redhead it's like what's going on nothing happening Well, but um who would you recommend this movie for like would you who would you recommend who you think this movie would be well suited for i think somebody like who's a cinema girl like you like i don't know you like seeing movies that's like not entertaining like (laughs) (laughs) but like like not for entertainment i got the idea that he just wanted like he had a vision like you know it was just artsy to me and it just like it wasn't like let's go see this movie for fun like yeah i feel like i want to see this movie again from a different standpoint like from from a classical musician who's like trying to make it or something like that because i feel like or like the day like a type of a day in a life type of thing through the eyes of a, a professional classical musician like that to me that would be like i want to see it again in a different way and then i and then i'll feel like i'll, I'll know because then it could be like artsy where we don't need to have this like it, it, to me it was like okay you're trying to be artsy but then you have all these you have like seven to ten plot things that you never resolve why how does she end up in southeast asia we and we had to assume it's a demotion if you like comic-con you'd be like oh shoot okay she making more money like she's doing her thing yeah i think that's supposed to yeah kind of be up for interpretation um but yeah i don't know well my computer's on seven percent so i'm plummeting fast so well let us know if y'all see i mean at this point if you haven't seen it sorry but um well to be fair we didn't really tell you nothing so there's still more all right y'all talk for black excellence where we hype you up gas you up and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top who are you talking about delaney today i am talking about dr andrea f warren um she came across uh my timeline because she was recently named the president 
and CEO of the Virginia Symphony Orchestra. I saw that. Yeah, she is the first um, black woman to serve as CEO of a leading symphony orchestra in the U.S. and in Canada. Um, and one of the few uh, black people to have ever served in an executive leadership role in the orchestra. Um, she has her doctorate in educational leadership from Virginia, from Virginia Tech and is a longtime community leader, educator, and advocate for the arts. Um, before this, she was the executive director of Governor's School for the Arts um, for 13 years. Um, and she's let, she led the school through a lot of um, really exciting things like finding a permanent home um, and renovating um, a building into an art center for the school um, and also expanding programs for the visual and performing arts um, at Governor's School as well. So um, also before that, she also has 20 years of experience as an educator in teaching and in leadership uh, roles in um, Virginia Beach City public schools so sound like she from around you know she from around those parts she's been there for a while and um, is really well experienced in um, education and stuff so it'll be nice to see what they gonna do with that mm-hmm. and yeah shout out to her our piece of the week is La Campanella by oh there we go all right y'all thank you so much for listening to the classically black podcast don't forget to follow us on social media at classically black podcast if you have a piece of the week suggestion a black excellent suggestion or an intermission suggestion send them to classically black podcast at gmail.com if you're black join isbm it's free isbackmusicians.com at isbackmusicians on social media and we will talk to y'all next week bye y'all bye